Welcome to Talking In Stations. It is Matterall here with uh, my good friends Dirk McGurk. Dirk. Good evening. And Noisy Gamer. Hello, everybody. You know him from his blog that's been around for, oh, how long now, Noisy? 2009. Yeah. See? See? That whole conversation that we were having earlier tonight about the stuff when you and I came in and things like that, and I sat there and said, I don't even remember when Noisy started. He was just always there. It's like, it was basically that. Yeah, 2009. Wow. Let's have a look at it here. Noisy Gamer, it's actually at noisygamer.blogspot.com. You should definitely be reading this if you're interested in Eve Online's mm, high-level thinking as far as the Metasphere. Uh, real quick, you went into the uh, Guardians Gala, Noisy. What would you think? That was that was an experience. I lost a Vagabond. Um, I, Good for you I for flying it. I came, I came close to losing a, uh, a Claymore, but I, I got to a point where I was out of uh, scram range and thought, nah, it's like, I need a smaller ship with a smaller SIG. And I forgot that uh, there's a Vindica uh, NPC Vindicator along with um, another, uh, along with a, 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 a new team, Macarial. And at the very end, those two just like took me out. I took out everything except the Macarial. Oh, cool. Well, uh, what was your observations on Guardians Gala looking back at February, now that we're almost over February? What would you think of it? Um, I needed, to, if I was going to run that, try to run that by myself, I needed to dual box. But it's been so long since I dual boxed because you don't dual box and I don't dual box in low sec. Um, but I would have needed the dual box. Um, so that's the combat for the exploration. Uh, I needed a bigger uh, cargo hold in my cheetah because sometime during the event, they expanded the amount of loot that was dropping. And I went from being able to like get um, two and a half sites worth of, uh, of loot in my cheetah to, to like only like a site and a half. All right. Uh, overall though, thumbs up, thumbs down. Did you enjoy it? Not really. I, by the end, by the by, day seven, I just wanted to, to be done with it. Um, around you know, days four and five were pretty cool. When I discovered, uh, when I discovered the uh, the exploration and being able to to probe things down, that was pretty cool. But by days six and seven, I just wanted I just wanted it over. <laughs> Oh, all right. Um, so that was Guardian's Gala Noisy Experience. Those are some of the uh, things that you can read at at his blog here. I just wanted to introduce that to you guys. Can, can you scroll back through his blog? Just can you go back to the top of it? Yeah, over here. Just like like go up to the top there. Noisy, uh, have you considered updating this from two thousand nine? I've perhaps getting a graphic artist or like, you know, somebody who like, you know, who, you know, I, I, I did, you know, that's updated. I updated that in 2014. That's true. It does look different. Uh -huh. There we go. Yeah. There we go. But uh, yeah, I do need to like take care of uh, like the, the gaming radio sites. Cause I'm not sure even Eve radio is even existing anymore. Uh, yes, it is. Eve radio is still existing. It's like still around. And it must've changed URLs because the URL on the blog doesn't. Nah, that could be too. Yeah. Like, at least I think it's still around. I don't know. Like, All right. Well, <clears throat> web design aside, Dirk, we're going to talk about some really interesting things today with uh, Dirk and Noisy. We'll talk about uh, some of the information that came out about uh, CCP's sale price that actually got adjusted uh, by 47%, which is like half. So there was, there was a little bit of a discount. We'll get to that. Yeah, a little discount. Um, and then we'll also talk about some of the new stuff with Dirk uh, and Noisy about... Um, what do they call it? Expert systems and see what they think about that sort of stuff. Okay, let's first get into this uh, article that was written here by Noisy Gamer called... A clarification label for Star Citizen? Wrong one. You're a few seconds behind. This came out on the 25th Prolibus. Final purchase price for CCP Games is $225 million as opposed to $425 million 
There was $100 million per year on the table that was left behind uh, uh, based on performance goals. So basically, CCP sold for $200 million less than it could have. Uh, Noisy, you wrote this article up. Tell us what's in it and uh, what you think about it. Okay, so basically what happened is we got some news out of Iceland uh, about what the final purchase price was. And it happened right after the investor's call, um, a week after the investor's call. So basically the, it, the link comes out, it says, oh, we're sorry, but they didn't meet any of their, their uh, goals. Um, I'm, uh, I'm assuming that part of it is uh, revenue, part of it is um, part of it is that the games that that um, Pearl Abyss thought it was buying that were under development when they bought CCP didn't pan out. I, I'm thinking that between those two things, um, that uh, things just that they, they didn't meet their uh, targets. Also, um, in the article, for those that can't read uh, Icelandic, it's all consonants, dude. <laughs> I translate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, what happens is, in the article, they said uh, the, the 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 a big part of that was that they couldn't get the license licensing in China, and that did play a part because mm-hmm. um, in twenty because CCP thought that they were going to get uh, Serenity back up and running in October or November of 2018. And they didn't get it back up and running until April of 2020. So it was like a year and a half. It took a year and a half extra. When did, and, uh, I'm sorry. When, when did the sale take place? The sale was announced September 6th, 2018. And it was finalized October like 12th. Of 2018. Yeah, because it was fine. It was finalized, and then the next week, or a week and a half, uh, was uh, E Vegas. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So we we had that, and also at E Vegas, if you remember that year, we had the demo of Project Nova. Yep. And we had an alpha version out there of a game that was being produced by play Raven. Uh, it was a, a mobile game. It was like a real, like real rinky dinky thing. Uh, not like the cool game, uh, Eve echoes that's out there now. Cause Eve echoes is so cool. I, I, I don't play it now, but I did play it at, uh, Eve Vegas 2019. And it was a really cool game. I, I, I played the, I played the, uh, alpha version. It looked fantastic. I, I I think I wrote it up someplace in the article. Yeah, it was something like Age of Ascension or something like that. All right, hold on. Time out. Time out a second. Oh, did I? And I'm mute? doing a timeout here. If any of you guys have the emojis, but like whatever. Uh, apparently you're muted or something. Like, and I can never tell when somebody says that out there because that's kind of like a screw with Drayden moment, but. No, it's true. I do it all the time because there's background apparently, noise. Apparently you're muted. So therefore you need to back up to where you introduce me and, uh, and, and noisy. <laughs> the very beginning. I, I don't even know. Like, what, what, I, honestly, what? I have no, I have no idea how far back you got to get. That's pretty far. No, I think it's just this latest explanation, but ho- hold on a second. So in 2019, when we were talking about uh, what held up this deal, it was, that CCP couldn't get the games to be approved uh, in China uh, for Serenity to go back up. So EVE Online in China um, couldn't go up as soon as it was supposed to or expected to. And that's one of the problems with this whole um, milestone markers that weren't met. Uh, The second problem was NetEase working on EVE Echoes. I think there was probably a holdup there getting EVE Echoes approved and that sort of thing, even though that's because uh, NetEase is a Chinese company, so that might have had something to do with it. But the point is, that was where the bottleneck was. That's where the holdup was. And that caused um, delays that made it so that the markers that they needed to achieve couldn't be reached. There may have been other markers as well, but as far as the article goes, that's kind of what it says. So basically... Yeah. And, go ahead. Oh, just, just to add on, 
in addition to the two uh, competing boards over in China, at the time at in 2018, late 2018, uh, the Chinese and the South Koreans were in a pissing match about games, right. believe it or not. And so, it so China was not letting any South Korean games get into the country to begin with. So, so even more than what they were doing with the foreign games. But South Korea, they had a real problem with. And therefore, it was like, well, maybe CCP, because they're Icelandic, they can get in. But that then that didn't work out either. Yeah. By the way, that's uh, an article here written in Icelandic says 26 billion. That's what the sale price will be. Will, uh, will be of 26 billion. Uh, that's its final number in ISK, I-S-K. I, it's like, you know, in EVISC. <laughs> Not in EVISC. ISK happens to be the same currency in Iceland. So, uh, but that's... Yeah, which, by the way, if people don't know, Icelandic krona is like, you know, the, their symbol where the U.S. dollar is USD uh, and the Great British Pound is, you know, Great British, you know, GBP. They are ISK. And that's how you get to in interstellar credit. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly named after the Icelandic money, but then they figured out how to. Which is also pretty fucking cool, too. It is really cool. I like that. Except it gets confusing when you talk about how much CCP was sold for. Yeah, because everybody is sitting there going, oh, my God, I can't believe they only took that much ISK. <laughs> yeah, the judge could have gotten more out of the. Yeah, uh... really. <laughs> the judge could have bought them out like tenfold. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's look at the. Uh, it's around here somewhere. Here it is. No, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. Where did I put I mean, I, that? Uh -huh. I, think, I think one of the things that we need to go back to, okay, is the actual time. Back in 2000, late 2018 there, mm -hmm. um, when when it was announced, right? Um, and, and, and quite honestly, I'm going to also throw a thing in there. Wasn't it announced right after they put that thing out there? Uh, what was that? It was the PC version of Valkyrie. Oh, it happened. wasn't that wasn't that well, true? Okay. Didn't okay. I buy the PC version of Valkyrie, and then they said, "Hey, we're getting yeah. bought out," and guess what? We're killing that too. But be, but before but before they sold before they sold themselves to Pearl Abyss, they divested themselves of the VR uh, studio in Newcastle. Yes, that's right. Yes, there were some things that occurred at the time that still chafe my rear end a little bit. They did some other things too, didn't they? They divested from Newcastle. Um, they closed E Valkyrie or said, we're not supporting it. They took some other stuff off the table. I thought, Oh, what was it? They, I think they pay back VR people that they owed money to. I, I mean, that, that may have happened, but I thought they paid like a $30 million loan back or something or, I might be confusing that. Oh yeah, they had to. Yeah, there was a thirty million. It was a, a venture capital That's investment. Uh, there was a, there was a guy who was a big believer in VR, and and he was a big v, uh, venture capital dude on the on the East Coast, and he died. He was a former he was a former Navy fighter pilot, and he died. And then his and then once he died, it looked like that kind of backing. Uh, it wasn't the whoever replaced them on the board didn't really believe in it that much, and so I think that also had a part in uh, in CCP getting sold off. Also, there but, was but one of the what I what I was originally trying to bring up there about like back at the time when the original announcement of what they were getting bought out for came up. Wait, right? Dirk, before you oh, move on, before you move on, there was one other thing, and that was the guy from EA. Didn't he quietly leave CCP because? He was on their board or something that all happened at the same time remember there's i thought that was before that but was that before i think he quietly left right I, around I, this time i i don't think it was i don't think it was ea i think it was white wolf the uh president of white wolf when ccp bought out white wolf he uh the, the president of white wolf was put onto the ccp board and he was quietly removed at the time that the Icelandic government passed a law saying that you had to have gen gender equity on uh, corporate boards. We got one too many guys, throw them off the ship. Exactly. It was like they had to replace, 
they had to replace a guy with a lady. And, and so I think that the lady wound up being the unofficial um, Icelandic government uh, representative on the board because CCP also always had a politician on their uh, board of directors. Oh, wild. Uh, that's very, that's very binary of them. Um, we're, we'll, we'll talk about Mr. Potato Head and its origins a little no, bit. No, we're not going to talk about Mr. Potato Head and his origins. We're not. That's not what we're here for. It's just called but Potato I Head. Do wanna, I, I do want to – no, it was always called Mr. Potato Head, but oh. that's not where we're going. Okay, okay. all right. Go ahead. Uh, but, but, but I do want to go back to, like, at the time when it got announced, right? Because, like, honestly, the, the speculation of CCP being sold or, like, you know, the possibility of it and changes that they were making to, you know, how they – uh, you know, like produce their financials or anything like that, right? Like it had been years sort of in the making, right? This was something that came up from time to time based on different things and whatnot. But in 2018, when it actually got announced that they were in fact being bought, right? The headlines were always about $425 million. And people are like, what? Where'd that come from? And then it was like, but there's this 225 million, but it could be 425 million. I'm like, okay, this is an entirely different story. But every headline out there, I think it was in the gaming industry at the time, was spouting off this 425 million dollar figure. All right, but what everybody realized was that they were being bought for 225 million dollars, and there was the potential. And we didn't know the details of any of it. And we still don't know the details now of what would have allowed them to get to 425. But everybody knew it was something much more than EVE Online or even the EVE IP just alone, right? Like it, like it had to mean something more, growth figures of some sort and not just EVE growth, but like, their IP stuff they had in the pipeline, something that would grow out into this. And the fact that it went from 225 to 425 all the way back to 225 is the really big questionable thing for me because it means that not a single growth target was made. Like not, not any part of that at all was made. Well, it wasn't piecemeal though. I thought it was all or nothing. Like, no, all, no, no, all, no, 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 it, no. It, it's never all or nothing. Like, you know, there's definitely going to be thresholds. There's definitely going to be things. And granted, we were talking two, year, two years here. Mm -hmm. But like, I think it, I, I, I do agree with Noisy that there was stuff where it's like, okay, look, if this stuff that you supposedly have in the pipeline works out, then, then here are the other thresholds that we'll put in place. But even though noisy in in a lot of his uh, uh, you know analysis of what's going on in analyst calls and quarterly reports and annual reports and things like that has shown that Eve online itself, that portion of things has has seemingly done well. The question is, well then, what didn't happen? And we don't know because, again, we don't know what the details were for how you get from 225 to potentially 425 in all of this. Yeah, and this may be getting this into the uh, a, a nice segue into the uh, earnings call that happened uh, last week. Where And I got a couple of questions for you, Dirk, about that because um, uh, if because in the earnings call, they they uh, disclosed that they had like an 8.8% drop in revenue. And I'm just wondering how much uh, that would have gone down if like Project Nova had actually been a, a moneymaker for them instead of like just being dropped uh, from the face of the earth. That's really kind of hard to know because a lot of what you were talked about in there was, you know, currency fluctuations and you know things like that. So, yeah, but how about um, uh, the uh, market? Is it market capitalization? Uh, would it, you know, because because when it came out that uh, it dropped value, uh, the the price of the stock went down like twenty one percent. It had been on a. a Pearl of this stock had been on a rapid up pace 
and it got sure. knocked down 21%. So that could just be a, a, a normal market adjustment. I mean, uh, when you when you talk about twenty one percent price drops, it means that there was more to it than you know, than that. It means that expectations obviously diminished, right? Oh yeah. And, and now part of that, and everybody has to recognize that when you look at Pearl Abyss, Eve Online and the Eve IP are they're less than twenty five percent of the whole, right? Like 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 that's not the major driver of what's going on there. Oh, it definitely isn't the major driver. It's what was it? It's like maybe, well, it's it's maybe fifteen percent now because uh, Black Desert Online has been steadily declining over the uh, past year. And and they also had a fall off in their mobile revenue and and things like that, as far as I know. Yeah, they're they're uh, you know when you got uh, a pandemic going on and everybody has to stay home. They're probably not playing games on their mobile phones. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you don't Dirk, just sit in your chair and like, you know, rack up your freaking like Dirk phone. Was, Dirk like, was just talking today about a mobile game he was playing. But uh, exactly. Yeah, it's like, it's like when I'm sitting back in my lazy boy, I don't have my <laughs> PC on me. Yeah. Well, um, I don't want to go too far off topic. I was about to go into something else um, about what's better console or PC gaming for certain games. Um, well, you know, I, I want to bring this up. Yeah. Klotzi out there says, Pearl Abyss have at least two major two major MMOs set to release in this year alone. They will be fine, kids. And they, here's the they thing. Don't. Go noisy. Yeah, they do not have two MMOs uh, launching this year. They have, one, they have one major game, and the major game is a single-player game with... Uh, with a, a with a multiplayer option, it's not an MMO. It's not an MMORPG. Things change, and that's what drives kind of like you know analysts, you know evaluations of a company and things like that. That being said, what we were originally talking here about was the fact of you know what what what, what could have been versus what is. And honestly, I think that I think that should be the bigger focus. Um, the idea of not necessarily, you know, Pearl Abyss and things like that, right? But uh, more about what this means for the former equity owners of CCP Games. Because it's not just those private equity firms. It's not just Hilmar. It's not just other people. As far as I know, or as far as I recall, or think I recall, or whatever it is, okay, I believe that there were also employees who were associated with that, either through a fund or individually or anything like that. And I am more concerned that now that this has come out, that there could be something to, you know, people who are associated with CCB games in some way. Is, is that possible, Noisy? Like, do you remember what the what the details were related to kind of like, you know, an equity related fund for, you know, current employees? There was a fund, but I but the venture capitalists from the U.S. were busy buying up as many loose uh, things of stock as possible. So I'm not sure if that fund got bought up or not before the sale. And by the way, we should also like you know asterisk this and sit there and say the one thing that CCP has friggin' hated for the last. 10 years that I remember is any speculation about what goes on within their like, you know, actual company as opposed to the game. You guys can all sit there and like, you know, and we can all sit there and talk stuff about their game. Like when it got into the financials of the company and things like that, this is not something that they're like really super comfortable with, but guess what? It's what it's some things that we look at from time to time. Yeah. And and the other thing, why other thing we look at it is probably the survivability of the game, the investment. Should we invest in this game? It's important stuff to know too. it's it's not necessarily important stuff to know, but it but they are data points. And what we hope is that what has transpired here doesn't have anything to do with the game, the game underlying the the subdivision of the company that would like you know we play and shit like that, right? Well, profits uh, we equate profits with development power. Uh, that means change in the game. 
Uh, but mostly survivability is what we worry about. We want to make sure we're spending all our time on a hobby that's going to stick around uh, because M MMOs go down. That's just a, a reality. Ease forever, though. You MMOs go down. Forever. Ease forever. This is the best investment in MMOs you could possibly have, with the exception of like WoW, I suppose. But... Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just say that having listened to all these calls, because I think I've listened to every single call live of the uh, earnings calls since EVE Online was since CCP was purchased by uh, Pearl Abyss, Pearl Abyss is gobsmacked. They they just don't understand how C how Eve Online itself can continue making the amount of money it does without seeing major drops in, in revenue. They 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 just that's the way it, it it pops up when they talk about Eve Online. Uh, it's just like this game keeps on going and going and going. The brand loyalty, yeah. I I talked to a dev. Sh I won't shots for Eve players. <laughs> I won't name the dev, but I talked to a dev uh, and said, "What's the real story? Like, what's going on with this chaos?" And he, of course, couldn't say much, but he said, "Look, we have we have room to experiment because we have such a stable group of players that no matter what we do." They just don't go away. They also don't, we don't add to them e either. So the idea is like, let's let's bang on that a little bit and see what's going on. And I think Blackout was a pretty crude experiment and they definitely banged some players out of the game. Uh, I think they brought new players back, not new, but older players back into the game for a little while anyway. But then I think WoW kind of ate their lunch as far as like things to do because uh, it came out at the exact same time. Wow, the, the classic version came out at the exact same time that Blackout was in the middle of its uh, the experiment that they were doing. But I think they they that showed them that there was there was ways to influence how many people stuck around or came to the game. And they've been kind of working with that ever since. That's what all this design stuff, this rapid design, hitting some of the fundamental systems like Sinojammers and uh, speed and all those kinds of things. We're in a very experimental phase of EVE Online because they want to see if they can tweak those dials up, bring more people into the game, um, and maybe even over time changing the changing the qualities of the player base that's here. I think this is conjecture. Uh, in other words, finding finding new players that have different expectations and old players that are stuck in ways that haven't changed in 10 years. Matterall, I want to thank you for using the word conjecture. I would also like to throw in the word speculation as well. <laughs> okay, just from the standpoint, just from the standpoint of as soon as this got announced, right? And and I thought I was giving Noisy a heads up, but like he was already like you know nine tenths of the way through an article on it. Okay, um, you know about it my initial thing just based on the timing right when we're talking about like you know a a kind of announcement and finalization back in late 2018 and then we know that 2019 was you know the summer of chaos and blackout and all that kind of stuff that went along with it and all this sort of stuff i'm like what kind of thing did that have to do with it and noisy's like don't worry about it i don't believe it had anything to do with it and quite honestly once he like talked me into the fact that it was more like the extra payout over the top, right? The difference between $225 million and $425 million had to do with things that were in the pipeline that could actually pay off, not just Eve revenue growth or anything like that. I said, yeah, you know what? You're right. It's like, even with what happened during that time, it's like that's not the thing that kills it. Like, I, I, I mean, literally, we are talking two million dollars in that in the fourth quarter of uh, 2019. We're talking two million dollars. Two million dollars is not going to wipe out two hundred million dollars. I mean, you're talking a net net two million dollars, you know, at the end of that. But but still, that's that's not what it would appear that the targets were looking for. It wasn't that they were looking for EVE Online to grow at some like stupid pace that we all know that EVE Online doesn't grow at, right? EVE Online, and I'm, I don't want to quote 
my friend Manic out there. Eve Online's a cash cow. We've been saying how it's a cash cow. It is a nice foundation to have for the intellectual property that they own around it. But there is something else that is the real growth maker out there. If that's what you're going to put a kind of, you know, you know, extra, this is what will pay equity owners to buy your company. This is not year end bonus stuff. Y'all did good this year. It's, this is this is what we're going to pay on top of what we're going to pay you to buy the company that exists right now. I'm going to kick one of your uh, stool legs out from under you. Is I only got one, dude. <laughs> That's why I'm kicking it. I'm going to be on my ass soon. <laughs> is Yvonne online a cash cow? I've heard that yes. a few times. Yes, why, it's a cash cow. Why do you think meaning, so? me, meaning that it is basically a steady revenue generator that produces profits over time. Like it, it is not in a growth phase. It is not sitting there and like, you know, pull in big ass profit growth year after year after year after year. It is it is a steady profit generator. Profits, not not just revenue growth profits. In other words, they're not investing more money into it than it already brings in. No, it just means that the profits are not growing at an above average kind of rate. It's a cash cow. It is just throwing off kind of, you know, profits a, and cash and shit like that. Is like, it a you big know, fat cow or is it a kind of a... Nah, it's not necessarily fat, but it's like... But it ain't scrawny and dying out in the desert either. I mean, it's like, it's a cash cow. It's like, it's it, it, it's producing ongoing, I don't want to use Manic's fucking milk shit, <laughs> milk video kind of like talk, but like, but it is still doing that. And like, you can drink it all day. I guess so. Okay. Um. So can we have like, uh, did you have a question for Noisy or did I interrupt something? Who, me? Yeah, if not, because I didn't oh, know. Oh, I thought you were asking the crowd. No, no. <laughs> but I do want to ask this question to the crowd. Uh, Blackout, was it good for the game or bad for the game? So write good or write bad in chat. Let's see what you guys think. No, that's a terrible question. That's like a loaded question because I know it's a loaded question because it. It, dep it depends on where they are in the game and things like that. But that doesn't matter to the profitability of the game. We're we're far we're away from that now. I'm just saying people here experienced it. So was it good? Was it bad? Let's see what the cons consensus. It's a little game we play with the uh, chat fans. I would say it was good. Now, what do you think, Dirk? Well, I, I mean, what I will say is this: Look, whether you thought it was good or bad or whatever, it was obviously a disruption, right? And what we have seen over the course of the last, you know, you know, year and plus, you know, since then, right, is a continuous source of disruption. Now, that may have been good for some people out there, that may have been bad for some people out there, but it was a time of disruption. And this was kind of one of the yeah. things that I was concerned about. But what we do know is this, 225 million versus 425 million. And even if EVE Online came out of that on the net positive side of things, it didn't move the needle for how they were going to pay for it from an equity standpoint. Because this, again, was not just your, hey, your year-end bonus is like good. This is what we're going to pay for you from an equity standpoint. We are paying basically multiples of what we believe will continue to be a thing. Right. All right. Most of our fans actually said good, which kind of surprises me. However, these are the people that survived it. The people who probably say it was bad are... Uh probably not watching the show or not playing Eve either one. Um, okay. So noisy. Um, I get what you're saying. Noisy. The, uh, do you have anything else on the earnings presentation or um, the article that came out that you wanted to express? Well, there's one thing that probably should be noted and it, it, it combines the two. Mm -hmm. When you, when you look at the, um, the earn the earnings presentation, and you see that Black Desert, on, uh, that uh, Pearl Abyss overall experienced a 8.8% revenue drop, even though um, even though Eve Online experienced like a 54% increase in growth. I should not Eve Online. The Eve IP, the Eve IP right. experienced a 54% increase year over year. Uh, what page is that? To make sure I'm looking at the right thing, I see. 
Okay. I, uh, you're on the right IP. page. Yeah. yeah. You're on the, yeah. Revenue by IP. Now I had to like do some addition and stuff. And, oh, Did yeah. you have oh is it on your, is it on your, um, let's look at your article. Yeah. Oh, but that's, uh, all right. Well, go yeah, ahead. That's, we'll, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so now, okay. If you just hang on with the list of games. Uh, you'll see you'll see the the point I want to make. Okay. So in 2019, uh, uh, Pearl Abyss was going to put out uh, was going to convert uh, Black Desert Online to uh, Xbox and and consoles, and then they also were doing stuff with um, expanding Black Desert uh, globally. So you, so 2019 was fixed. 2021, they uh, they were planning on launching. Crimson Desert. 2022, they're uh, looking at the uh, game called uh, Doki V, which is uh, going to be like a kid's game. And then in 2023, they're going to launch uh, Plan 8, which is a first-person shooter. They got somebody, I, one of the original guys from Call of Duty, I think it is. Um, so, But they had a hole in 2020 uh, that they needed a game for. I personally believe, I think I wrote it at the time and I wrote it again. I personally believe that that game that they wanted to plug into their uh, uh, game release uh, queue, I believe it was Project Nova. And when Project Nova didn't pan out, it left a big hole in their, in their funding. And that's, and it's, and so I don't think they would have seen the revenue decline and they may have even seen the revenue bump if Project Nova had actually launched. Um, and then when, and then the um, graphic with the with the stock price, mm -hmm. uh, that's the disappointment when it turned out that uh, uh, Pearl Abyss actually lost money in uh, 2020, or I or I should say, it didn't lose money, but they uh, didn't grow as much as they did the year before. Yeah, and that's a quick fall because this is we're looking at a one month scale. So, the sixteenth uh, is the investor call. Is that right? Sixteenth was the investor call. Yeah, and then you just see it drop from there. Drop, stabilize, it, drop, stabilize. It was drop. it was actually dropping. You know, before the, it's like, look, I'm not talking about trend lines or anything, but like, let's be honest. I do want to say this: like the Korean won needs to be devalued, so like it gets down to like you know, <laughs> reasonable. Like a legitimate, like you know, per one level. <laughs> yeah, three hundred seventy thousand. I don't know what kind of toy money they're playing with over there, but like, yeah. it's like monopoly money. Come on, take a few zeros off that. All right. All yeah, right. Now, uh, that, now up. Oh, that being that being said, when they talk about like buying this company for like you know two hundred and twenty five or four hundred and twenty five million dollars, it was like sixty billion is which now we're getting into actual EVE Online numbers. <laughs> yes. You say noisy? Yeah, I was just going to say, um, there was, now we're seeing, like, I on the graph that I, I put up, there was, um, it, you, you see a decline. Yeah. But in the year up, leading up to it, it had gone up like 85%. The stock price had gone up 85% just due to the fact of, Hey, they're doing well. They're doing good, and everything. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the year, uh, it was like, oh, it didn't do as well as we thought it was going to do. Mm. And that, and so then you saw the the price drop. Yeah. All right. So that's. Uh... I, I'm going to go back to something that I did say earlier, and it is the one thing. None of this about like you know uh, equity buyout and whatnot concerns me for you know people like Hilmar or. Um, you know, you know, the former equity owners of the company and things like that, right? It does concern me if any part of this was tied to current developers at CCP Games who are in any way, shape, or form related to EVE Online, because I don't want to think that they were waiting around to see how this is going to work out, and then now they're like, you know, looking around out oh, there. Oh, that's a good point. I, I don't believe necessarily that that's true, but it is a concern. Yeah. Yeah. There, there may have been some, because there was a stock option program at, uh, at uh, CCP from what the documents I've seen over the years. And I think that the venture capitalists try to buy up as much of that as possible. But I think there's a couple 
a couple employees that that may have uh, hung around and, and, and kept their stock just in case. So I, I don't know how many there were. But I think Dirk, what, and that's all interesting. The point that Dirk's making, if it's not clear enough, is if you're working for a company and you have some kind of incentive to see how the company sells and if there's money involved uh, that you're going to get a bonus from, you want to wait at that company until that comes through. But then after that, whether it did or didn't, then you look at options. And so that's one of the things that happens, I think, in most uh, companies. Is you and, and quite honestly, and quite honestly, if this place had sold for $425 million, okay, I'd still be questioning that because just for the reason that you sat there and said, okay, like you want to wait it out. You want to see where it's going to go, right? Like you will certainly wait it out if you think there's upside. If you think there's no upside, you're going to, you know, like find your next best offer or wherever the heck it is, like you would any other employee, you know, you know, during that. But like, you know, here we've got a thing where it came out on the low end. And that would, I, I'm just concerned about that. I'm concerned about any time where like, boom, here's the line. The line is now drawn. I hope this does not affect employees, you know, that are currently, you know, in the development part of, of EVE Online. Okay. I, I hope it doesn't affect employees of anything that are related anywhere in any place in time. Okay. But I certainly hope it doesn't affect the like game that we're talking about right now. Interesting. The but it is a little scary because people do look at options at that point, I would think. And so you might have intel you might have what's um, a brain drain basically as developers decide to go somewhere else is now the dice well, I mean, world. Some of those things kind of lock some of those things kind of lock people in. Okay. You know, it, it locks people into a position where it's like, well, I'm going to wait to see how this rolls out. Cause like, I don't want to leave before I may get a payday. And like, I also yeah. don't want to leave if like, you know, I'm going to get a payday. Like, you know, it's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I know I've heard, I don't know, but I've heard. And then there's Hilmar. Well, which we haven't gotten to. Yet. Hold on. I've like, heard that. I assume we're going to, right? CC, yeah. CCP devs um, are sought after, you know, that riot plucks a lot of them because there's a whole contingency of ex-CCPers there. I thought that ended with, what's his name? Uh, May have. They're in trouble right now anyway. But but they they courted pretty aggressively, I think. I think they courted Fozzie. Uh, I'm sure Rise is, is, I don't know if they're known because they're very specialized to EVE, right? That's the only development work they've you done. You know they're known. They're freaking Fozzie and Rise. But uh, people do know EVE Online. They do know the development of it. And those two are, are, I think, are very well respected inside the company as well. So I'm sure that they get some, you know, they get contact. And especially anybody who's worked at CCP that comes back and says, I know who's really valuable there. Let me contact either of these two guys and stuff. So there's all that to consider after a big financial thing has been settled. Uh, it's it's all kind of interesting, but probably doesn't have anything to do with us. Um, yeah, just just uh, from a couple of things that I've, I've from the, some of the calls, uh, the 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 first year in at the end of 2018, there were a whole bunch of bonuses that were paid out. I think that they may have been paying out bonuses to employees to stick around. Uh, that and that that probably wasn't included in the big bonuses. Uh, so that's that's number one. Number two, I don't think, if I understand everything correctly, I don't think that they would have had that any employee would have had to stick around in order to to benefit from uh, the the two hundred million in um, in uh, bonus in and so they uh, could have bonus gone. payments. Right. Yeah, they could have gone and they because if they would have held it, then it I think it would have just followed them around just like it did for the the venture capitalists and stuff yeah. like that. It's just very interesting because, as you know, today in EVE Online, you saw the Anza Corp leave Siberian Squad and merge into Goon Swarm, but not all of them, a portion of them, took their uh, leave and went to NC Dot instead with their Titans. And that might be a good chunk of that big, big corporation. So... As you can did, see, did, did they get a pension buyout? It's <laughs> yes. like, like, how are you even trying to wrap this into the same thing? <laughs> Corporations losing members with assets after they get paid out. That's what I'm saying, man. Eve Online, it's the future. 
Wait, hold on. Time out. Time out. All right. Corporations get a buyout? (laughs) Yeah. No. Unfortunately, they didn't do that. Here's Anza. Anza Alliance. I thought um, these guys were Brazilian, but I'm thinking of De Anza, I think. It's a different corporation. Uh, But 152 members, a lot of them with supers. Uh, They decided to roll into, I think, Goon Swarm. And we call it a step? I, what do we call that nowadays? A yeah. slope? A uh, step? That's not a, a slope. slope. That's a step. Step down, step down. It's a step, step yeah, down. Step. Those are big chunks that are breaking off. Feels like you're slipping right at the end there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, that's what happened just recently, I think. I, it only happened this morning. We saw a bunch of Titans uh, jumping into T5Z. So um, uh, I got a couple screenshots that showed quite a few not just two, as was reported on Reddit. So I think it's a lot more than two. And they all joined a corporation that I really like called uh, Van Diemen's Demise in Northern Coalition. That's an Australian group, VDD, they're called. Um, and so I'll be talking to them to see like how many people actually came over and if they'll tell me that and uh, get some more information for that uh, about you guys, uh, for you guys. But so that happened today, but a few other things happened in EVE today as well. Let's look at that real quick. We know uh, we're going to lose. Uh, oh, actually, do you have to go, Dirk? Because your show is starting right now. Oh, my God, dude. I've got like three minutes to go. I have to go. But like, you know, thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for the fact that I really feel as though that we, you know, we like, you know, came full circle on what has happened since 2018. <laughs> I that was good. I, I think uh I think it's kind of complicated, but uh you two guys make it really interesting to talk about. No, dude, but you're the one that brings it together. That's what's so great about it. Oh, that's cyber hug. Um, I'll see you in a few minutes though, because I want to COVID. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna come hang out with you on open comms in a few minutes. Noisy noisy and I will finish the show. Or noisy, if you need to go, it's a good time to take it. Hold, hold on, hold on. I hope noisy's coming over too, because like honestly. I know the noisy likes the fireball. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So part two of the financial discussion will be at open comms in just a few minutes. But real quick, I'll go through some noise. You know what we're not going to get to, though, is, um, again, open comms. You can listen to Dirk's opinion about this expert systems and what he thinks about that. Okay, a little more news on EVE Online. Uh, inside of Delve itself, let's back up a little bit here. Yeah, I'm going to bail and uh, prepare for open comms. Oh, great. See you there. Take care. Thank you, Noisy. Okay, bye. Bye. So that's Dirk McGurk and Noisy Gamer. Make sure you view his blog. All right. Looks like Helm's Deep, as it was formerly known, we can po- probably put that one to rest, is uh, now fully taken, as far as iHubs go, by test. And they've taken every one of those. Uh, this last constellation up here in the corner went today. Not only that, but I think M2, which is down here, it had a Satio that was destroyed earlier today. And it dropped a Nyx. There was two Nyxes in build there, but uh, it dropped one of those Nyxes. There was also some fighting that was going on. And overall, I think today is probably a pretty good day for Pappy. We've kind of known that it's going to come down to 1DQ. That is not a small fortress to uh, siege. So this is uh, far from over, and certainly this attacking group can be destroyed in the process of trying to take uh, the, what's left of uh, the Empire. belongs to Imperium. Uh, but yeah, that's what happened in EVE Online today. There was definitely a lot of stuff that happened this morning, although I didn't actually... Let's actually go back and talk about this thing that Dirk wanted to talk about just for a second here, Expert Systems. What do you guys think, good or bad, uh, these expert systems? Well, expert systems, if you want to know more about this, check out yesterday's episode on uh, this here, Talking In Stations, where we actually had a look at it and talked about it uh, for about a half hour. And uh, we talked about it all day long at Talking In Stations. We worked out a lot of the original uh, initial rage that people had about people being able to buy um, skills with cash. They thought that was unfair, but uh, it seems that's meant so that it's not abused by Plex, uh, people that use Plex in the game. So in other words, if you're already wealthy in the game, you can buy Plex. And if you could buy 
these skills for alts uh, with Plex, then you had an unfair advantage from probably the group that it's supposed to be for. An unfair advantage because you already have leveraged wealth in. I think what CCP is trying to do here is to let people catch up, let people find ways to experiment, uh, to figure out what they want to do in the game, where they want to aim their skill uh, queue. So uh, EVE is one of those rare games where you basically have to plan what you're going to skill into before you can even in involve yourself in that gameplay. And this is something that where you can buy the skills for a gameplay that you want to experiment with and test it out. And it's not a permanent commitment. It's only a week long, or actually it's only two weeks long. Um, but that way, you know, like, uh, as you're training into something, you, you already know maybe you can test out what direction you want to go to after you finish your skill queue. Uh, and so that's one of the criticisms of EVE Online is it takes time to get into the gameplay because it's gated off by essentially time and uh, ISK generation in the game. So there's two things people want to do when they get into the game is they want to plan to know what they're training. And second, they want to earn a bunch of money so they can pay for their account usually, and also pay for the ships they want to fly usually. And then if they have left over, they want to buy skill points so they can progress faster. That's kind of probably what players uh, that are eager to get into certain things do. I'm sure there are players that come in and just want to exist in the game and play in the game and meander here and there without a lot of uh, hurriedness. Uh, but some people, they want to be more uh, more deliberate about their decision-making. And so this is a way of informing, informing themselves. So for people to be able to buy this with Plex would mean that it could be used by players who already had that wealth that had been made up over the years. And so CCP probably said, let's gate that off to just microtransaction money. And we don't know how much this is stuff is going to cost because could cost five dollars uh, for the skill set that you need for two weeks. It could cost ten. Could cost twenty. Who knows where their price point is? But it will be through money transactions, much like changing your appearance, or sorry, not changing your appearance. Much like uh, moving one character from an account to a different account. So it's like service fees. Yeah, and and the reason that it might be money again is because a new player comes in. Uh, to EVE Online, and they could have money or they could have time. If they have time, they're kind of out of luck. But if they have money that they want to spend on this, like a lot of people spend money on their video games, um, then they could experiment with it uh, a little freer. Uh, with the, um, Basically, they come in on a level playing field with anybody else who's been playing the game for five years because it's it's based on real life situation and real life income and that sort of stuff or spending money as opposed to uh, how many assets and time you've spent in EVE Online already. So it's interesting. It's not perfect. And this may not even be for really, really new players. This might be for players who've been playing a little while. Uh, so we'll see. I think they're experimenting with expert systems. You guys uh, tell me what you think. All right, well, I imagine that uh, OpenCom's getting ready to start here. Let me actually have a look. Yeah, they're going, I think. Yeah, it's live. I mean, number one, it was... So uh, we'll send you over there now. And I want to thank you guys for hanging out. Dirk and Noisy are both over there. If you guys want to continue this conversation, we'll go over there. If not, or if you're hearing this on podcast, we will see you on Monday uh, for t more talking in stations. And if you want to have even more talking in stations, we have the weekend report uh, on Sunday. So check that out as well. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time.